0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. I'm back from Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, with Jesse. We were there for Aquinas Radio, raising some money for them. You know what? When you don't, when you can't, when you don't care who gets the credit for the gospel, I think Ronald Reagan said that. It's amazing what can get done. So we we took time for a couple of days and did some work out there to raise some money for them and give them some talks. And I'm just happy to be back. And it was at 1:30 in the morning. I got back this morning, and I'm ready to rock and roll because one thing, I love Jesus. We're going to have Father Charles Murr join us here. Oh, okay, no camera. We have Father Charles Murr. Are you with us, please?
1: Yeah, and if I and if I turn on the camera, I I'd probably be with you uh, visually also.
0: (laughs) Hey, there you. Hey, Father! Thanks you, for you've got you've got to put you've got to put the camera on yeah. first. It helps right. when you yes. turn the light switch on. You got it. Hey, that's right. And you know what's so funny, Father? Uh, you know, if we can't poke fun at ourselves, you know, you and I do that. I know I've known you for twenty, thirty years, and that's one thing. I uh, Fulton Sheen did also. If you notice, he he would make fun of himself. Like I can't find the church, you know, or I can't. He's just uh, this to me. This humor it really does help bring people to a knowledge of that. Any good that we do comes from God, and we thank Him, because He uses usually we uses the weak to confound the strong. Am I onto something?
1: Well, I think, I think that uh, I've often said this, and I have it almost as my, uh, my yeah. motto.
0: What's that? Any man
1: who can't laugh at himself is missing out on the joke of the century.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. well, today we've we got to— You know, the show today, it hurts me to have to talk about these things because Holy Mother the Church has dropped a football— in a sense of the gospel, in a sense of morality. Uh, the handling of the Rupnik is baffling and under, uh, underwhelming and scandalous from a Catholic World Report uh, article. I want to talk about that. Also, are you kidding me? I've heard this for a couple of years now. There are bishops, and think about the French Revolution that took place in France. I mean, it seems like they're going back to that mentality a secular humanism. Now they're saying several French bishops are asking the Pope they use this word, reformulate the Catholic doctrine on homosexuality. Really? I, You know, whenever I hear someone talk like that, Father, I'm going to bring it up. I always question what their position is because it sounds to me like, they're not wanting to hold on to what they believe well,
1: you, you, you know what they're, you know what their position is of course you know what their why and why instead of instead of petitioning the pope yeah why don't they go directly to god petition god to change his mind
0: exactly well said you know, come on what's the matter with these exactly people? and then i want to talk about how lay people catholic and non-catholic are standing up for what i call common sense especially when it comes to the transgenderism and mutilation of minors DeSantis who's a catholic hits back at Biden who's a baptized catholic not practicing and I don't believe him if he says he is because of his positions uh so you got two lay catholics going out. he said it's not sinful this is what um Biden said it's not sinful to pro- I mean it I should say DeSantis hits back and says to Biden it, it's um sorry sinful to pro- it's, it's not sinful to pro- to prohibit the mutilation of minors well Uh, He said, is it not sinful to uh, prohibit the mutilation of minors? DeSantis says, it's not acceptable for the federal government to mandate the procedures like sex changes. And he he has a uh, video that they just came out, his his team releasing the brutal reality of transgender surgeries in response to the Biden administration. I like guys who fight back with the truth, um, Father. I'm sorry. I'm not the quiet type. Have you figured that out yet?
1: <laughs> so, so, I hear, yeah.
0: so that's what we're going to be talking about, but before we get to that, let's get to some soul food. oh, one more thing. I got some good news. I love good news. Talk about secular people. I just came back from the arc from uh where was I in I was in Des Moines, Iowa, and the governor there uh is pro life The governor's cutting taxes. They have a surplus of money. I said, I came from a state that has a $40 billion deficit. It's called the Republic of California. And I just love these little states. Arkansas, good news, passes bill to create a monument to the unborn children at the state capitol. I love it. Good. Love it. N- another good news story. On March 4th this year, are you ready? They have the Guinness World Record. For the smallest miracle of twins, they were born four months early and defied all odds. And then tell me if that's not life. Tell those kids that. Are you kidding me? See, these are the stories we need to tell people because like when I was on the airplane flying all over, I was having people download Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I was getting into all kinds of discussions about the meaning and purpose of life. We have to stand up because people realize something's wrong with our culture, even those who aren't even Christian. So anyhow, that's my thing. Let's get some soul food. Mark chapter twelve, verse twenty-eight to thirty-four. Father Murphy, you have that in front of you.
1: I do. Oh, good. I do. Grant. Uh Yes. The Lord, the Lord be with you and
0: with your spirit. A reading
1: from the A reading, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark.
0: Glory to you, O Lord.
1: Jesus. One of the One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, "Which is the first of all the commandments. Jesus answered, the first is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater command than these. The scribe said to him, well said, teacher, you are right in saying he is one and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart and with all your understanding, with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he had answered with understanding, he said to him, (laughs) you are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any further questions. Wow! The gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Praise. Jesus. I love that story.
1: It, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I always remember, you know, the uh, whenever we would see pictures or or sculptures, sculptures, yep. uh, statues of, of Moses coming yep. down the mountain with the Ten Commandments, they were they would put them in Roman numerals. Of can you imagine a Jew coming down after talking to Yahweh on the mountain with with Roman numerals? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't either. Anyway, the, the, <laughs> but, but there was Roman numeral one, yeah. two, and three on this side of of, the, of one tablet, and four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on the other. And there's a reason right. for it. And there is a reason for it. I never understood the reason really? until later on. Oh yeah, me too. That, that, that the first apply to God. That's right. The first three commandments are to God. And the the others are are to man amen how you treat man. that's right But first and foremost is God. And you know what Terry? this brings us to something that I think today 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 yes it is being more and more appreciated yes and it is called the heresy of modernism.
0: Yes, 1907 the whole yes. yeah and, and what is it.
1: modernism Modernism it basically uh, you know uh, in, in the light of this gospel. Modernism is taking care of Commandments four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and not taking a second look at one, two, and three.
0: I've never heard that definition, but you know what? You're spot yeah. on.
1: That's it. Wow. It's worried. Let's worry about social, about man, yeah. this that, and the other but not about the transcendence of God. Wow. Right? Anyway, you that's where we're at. It.
0: You nailed it. And
1: that's why we're in, we're in such a state.
0: You know, I bet, I bet you Bishop Sheen had some role in your formation, Father, because you, you... Oh, he had, a,
1: he, he had a, a lot to do with my I know formation. Because he, was, he was the only... There was a time in my life, and yeah. I think you can you can uh, yeah. uh, understand this, yeah. he was the only priest I knew. I didn't know him. I only spoke to him one time over the phone. Mm-hmm. But he was the only priest I had I, ever heard who made total sense. Yeah. Just total sense. He yep. sp- and he spoke to me. He spoke to... What a, what a great gift, Terry. He spoke- I, I agree. He spoke to every individual that was listening to him. Yep. Fantastic. Well, and Fantastic.
0: And talking about Bishop Sheen, let's bring the smartest guy into the room. Full Sheen ahead. Here's what he says, Father Murr, and then you comment on it. He says, Let no one think... This is really important for our culture. This is what was written, you know, 75 years ago. And here's what he says. Let no one think... He can be totally indifferent to God in this life and then suddenly develop a capacity for him at the moment of death. You know what, Father Murr? I'll give you my take on that reading. That's, that's tied into universal salvation. That, hey, I don't need to even think about God because from what I understand, there's no judgment in the sense of nobody's going to hell. So I can continue to live according to my will. And you know what? At the end... He washes it all away, and I go straight to be with him, whatever that means. But I'm not concerned about if there isn't even a hell. That's my take. Well,
1: you know, and, and, and recently, I don't know who it was, Terry. Maybe you can help me remember. Yeah. But somebody, somebody assured me that, that if I die and was damned to hell, yeah. I wouldn't get there because my soul would just dissipate.
0: Uh yeah, I can tell you. I'm gonna be honest. With you. I'll tell you who said that. Yeah. It's a scandal. That's Pope Francis, and it's all over the news right now on oh. LifeSite News. There's an article on it. I'm sorry, I have to say that it hurts me, Father Murr. I have to say yeah. that you know his personal opinion is that hell doesn't exist at the end of time. But you see, that's an old. Can you fantasy.
1: imagine? Could you, now, can you can you can you imagine a priest telling you that?
0: I would just say, repent and believe in the gospel. That's what I would say. Now, as a layman, Father, I'm not in management. I'm in sales. But when I hear (laughs) things like, when I hear these kinds of things, I can't be quiet. You know why? Because souls are at stake. Because when I hear error, this is what I believe. Never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. Wow. When we come back, Father Charles Murray will be with us. We're going to be handling some tough topics and that is what's going on with rome and father rubnik and is baffling why because he's not being treated with the gospel he's being treated with plc from the boys club i'm sorry did i say that yeah it's the boys club there in rome stay with us we'll be right back Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show and all those new people that downloaded our app over the weekend. Or actually, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I want to welcome you, especially the uh, the police officers that I met who are now listening to Virgin Most Powerful. I just, uh, I have to say before I get to the topic that when I was in Iowa over the last couple of days and I saw the families there and large families and I saw the, the environment that was there. It was like another part of the country that's completely different than california and it's i was very impressed so i just want to give you a shout out and say you know keep doing what you're doing many of the family said oh yeah we haven't gone any further than colorado west in our whole life we're just we're right in our little you know midwest country a state i mean country sounds like a country and the state and living out our faith and i say god bless you guys because i live in sodom and gomorrah out here in california and it's not easy All right, Father Murr, let's talk a little bit, because you are a bit of an expert, and I say this, you lived in Rome for many years as a young priest. You've seen lots of corruption over the years. Father Gagnon did a report that you did a whole book on in regards to um, Freemasonry inside the church, and uh, there's an article from Catholic World Report that is dealing with um, Father Marco Rubnik, who's um, basically... Uh, accused of sexual predator um, and he has like multiple people and uh, saying that especially even the nuns that he was abusing them in the in the confessional. Just wicked things. Multiple sex partners. I mean, I can't say all this on the air. It's just so, it's, it's, it's like pornographic that this priest would do something like this to these virgins, especially the nuns. That's just, just so terrible. But here's my question, Father Murr. In this article, Pope Francis greets his Jesuit, you know, compobre, uh Father Marco Rubnik, during a private audience at the Vatican back in January of 22. So just, you know, a little over a year ago. And uh, he's the one who does all these mosaics, you know, the priest, Father Rubnik, and the Chapel of Vatican all over Europe. I think even in uh, Our Lady of Lord's Shrine. I think they're taking him all out now. But he, uh, my question is, he's facing internal Jesuit process that could see him be expelled from the order but that development was a long time coming and is still far from being sure all these things were known in the early 90s okay and this man has got a track record of just being uh, very uh, very bad let's just say as a priest and it seemed to me from reading the article and from reading everything I know about this case that they seem to be looking the other way I'm almost using the analogy of Cardinal McCarrick the you know, McCarrick that we that was condemned for horrible misconduct sexually, and he got you know taken his car, he taken away as a priest and a cardinal of the Catholic Church. But it seems that uh, this situation, Father Murr, and I know you're aware of it, uh, is really scandalous for especially for us lay people. I remember Cardinal Foley back in '97 said scandal is the one of the toughest uh, obstacles to evangelization. My point to you is many Catholics have left the church because they see the corruption at the heart of the church and um I wanted to get your take if you think this is accurately you know portraying this priest and what should be done to him your take
1: Well I I may be mistaken because I don't know the the history of uh, of this case all that well Okay if I'm mistaken, please correct me. Yeah, me too. I was under I was under the impression that he was excommunicated.
0: Yes, he was, and within a month he, the Pope actually reinstated that
1: within stupid- I, I, you know, I, look the, l- let's let's be clear on this, okay there are there are two kinds of major sin uh-huh. and 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 here's where here's where a lot of people get get uh, get it wrong. There are sins against the faith, and there are sins that that are corporal sins, lust, sins of passion, uh, stealing, uh, 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 what have you, anything like in that area. The most important and the most grievous sins are sins against the faith. Thomas Aquinas says this clearly. When you deny the faith or you purposely change the faith, or deny it and and misrepresent it, you are doing a terrible harm and a terrible sin. Amen. Now you've got a you've got a priest, uh, a Jesuit, who allegedly I don't know because it wasn't I don't know that it was tried, but it was it was, it was strong it enough. It was, it
0: was tried and, in the Congregation of Doctor of Faith when Cardinal okay, well was there. Okay, then it was, it was tried, was he, 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 and it was condemned. Yeah, he, and
1: therefore he was excommunicated. That's right why why is that because any priest this is this is a rule that has not changed for centuries and never will change if it if it does change you're in the wrong you're in the wrong church yeah the seal of confession the sacrament of confession is such a delicate thing yeah you have the you have the priest taking just imagine this the priest taking the place of Jesus Christ Taking his place and invited to walk in, open the doors and walk inside someone's soul. Yep. And this is a this is you know very, very soft and delicate treading because it's it's you're you're in you're in the, the innermost person and people are talking to you. It's a beautiful sacrament when when you when it's when it's correctly done, which is all the time that I know of. Yeah. But people invite you in and they tell you their 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 innermost secrets, not just because they're secrets, because they want a remedy for them. They're looking for answers. Yeah. And they're asking you a lot of times. Uh, I don't have an answer. I don't have it. But that I, what I do have are, are a pair of ears to hear and to listen, and that's what a lot of people need and want. They receive God's God's forgiveness. And, and, and Terry, the, this is the most beautiful thing that we have as Catholics Yes, that non-Catholics do not have.
0: That's
1: right. well, I've heard a, a num, any number of confet, uh, people, uh, Protestants, tell me, uh, I don't need to go to a priest. Nobody needs to go to a priest. I confess directly to God. Well, good for you. <laughs> like good you. for you. Good for you. The only problem is, did you ever hear God say, I forgive you?
0: Every time I go
1: to confession, I, I hear, hear God say to me, I forgive you. That's, that's a great I hear name. it. I, I hear you. it. I hear it audibly
0: hey, through, another, through
1: another man like myself who is authorized in Christ's name to forgive. I love I'm it. sure of it. I know it. Now, when you abuse that sacrament.
0: Yes. Which he is then condemned. Uh, this, to, is, right?
1: this is an outrage. Yeah, It's an outrage. It's, it, it cries to heaven for vengeance. I agree. It's an outrage. And this is one of the this is one of several sins that are reserved to the Holy See, only the only the Holy See, the the, the, the Vatican the offices in the Vatican can can bring this to the Pope's attention to be forgiven. You are automatically excommunicated, automatically excommunicated for any abuse in the sacrament of
0: confession. As and as I've said, got to tell you this
1: too, in my years as a priest, which are now. 40s, almost coming up to 47. I can't believe this. I really can't believe it. But anyway, I have never, I have never, I've never heard really, truly of a case of somebody divulging information from confession or, or it just doesn't, you don't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Most priests, all priests that I know, let me just put it that way, all priests that I know, I've ever come in contact with, take this utterly serious. It's very serious. So that you've got somebody who's uh, uh, soliciting, yeah, uh, soliciting uh, uh, from, from from religious from oh, yeah. w- it's, women. It's, it's, religious. It almost
0: sounds un- unbelievable. Break. It's unbelievable. Give me a
1: break! Yeah. You, you've got to be you've got to be kidding me. He, he, he wants to he wants to sin. Let him go sin. Yeah. But why in the world would you corrupt other people innocent for your? This is outrageous. Now he was excommunicated. Right. The case was, he was excommunicated ipso facto. That means
0: automatically.
1: Automatically. And he knows that himself. He knows that himself. Maybe everybody else or nobody else knows it. He knows it himself. The case was then brought to Rome and he was judged and officially excommunicated. Yes. And then within 30 days. I, I heard I heard it was just a matter of days. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Before before the yeah. before uh, uh, Pope Francis himself yeah. lifted the excommunication yeah. and commissioned artwork from him.
0: Yeah. I, this <laughs> Excuse me. Is this microphone on? This is
1: mind-boggling. Yeah. Now, you can, you can say that you can say that this is the, this is a, a, an act of mercy. Yeah. It is not an act no. of mercy. No. False mercy. This is this is an act of outrage. That's it's right. outrageous.
0: I agree, and I stand corrected. It was Cardinal Mueller, not um, uh, not uh, not uh, Cardinal um, who passed away uh, uh, from Australia. Me, uh, Mueller was the prefect for the oh. the faith. Cardinal, Cardinal Pell. Mueller. Yeah, it was yes. Cardinal Pell. why so I stand. You know what I love about being corrected on the on, li- on the f- radio? People just have to text me and say, "Terry, you're wrong." Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's humbling. Yeah, they me. do. They do. And I. think You usually, Terry, no, you no.
1: usually don't have to tell people twice. To correct you if you're wrong. Yeah,
0: just tell me once. <laughs> I'm. Thank you. Hey, Father Mur, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is we live right now where the church needs prayers from our lay people, especially the Holy See. I'm going to make a comment. I know we have a minute or two, but I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that how wicked things have become. Lay people, like even a non-Catholic, like former President Trump, who picked three Supreme Court justices who were pro-life, I would be hard-pressed to say if the Holy See was picking those three nominees for our Supreme Court decision, you know, for Supreme Court judges, I would say that based on what I've seen out of the Holy See in the last 10 years, we would not have had Roe versus Wade passed and knocked and taken out because I think the Holy See would have been and said, well, let's just get, you know, pro-choice people in because I've seen them do that with the Pontifical Academy for the family. And I, and I hate to have to even say this on the air, but— lay people are standing up, Catholic and non, for truth more than the Holy See. Is there? Is this microphone on?
1: Yeah, and I'm hearing anyway. Yeah, I know but I'm saying. Uh, let me let me let me Stand just remind up. you. Let me just remind you that during during uh, President Obama's term, yeah, he tried to get who was who was the last person he tried to get through uh, nominated to the to the Supreme Court. I can't think. Merrick Garland.
0: Yeah, Gar. That was it. That's it, right? You nailed it. And and and
1: many of our Catholic bishops were right behind him. Oh yeah, it's a wonderful man, wonderful man.
0: See, that's the point. Can
1: you see? Can you see? Do you see what a wonderful man today?
0: Yeah. See, that's the that's the challenge right now. Uh, the 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 leaders of our church need prayers for their conversion of the gospel when it comes to moral teachings of the church, because we see things like, oh, we're going to change Romani vita. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that regarding moral the 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 teachings on sexual morality. You know, last time I looked, uh, Father Murr, I can tell you, Jesse, last time I looked, uh, the Bible, the Word of God is where we go to, not a, a popular vote with some Senate or some group of Catholics somewhere in the world. To me, revealed truth is given to us by God through his scriptures, and I just think that what was happening I'll, I'll, Terry I'll,
1: I'll go one step further I'll okay. go one step further please this do is a little bit daring of me and if I'm getting no if, no. I, if I'm, uh, I'm truth out of free. place no go ahead. correct me yeah but I know any number of Catholics and I know them because they've been in correspondence with me yeah who have for all practical purposes left the church oh no right yes because of because of because the why? Because there is no direction. Yeah. It's not that they're disagreeing with the the direction. There is no direction, and there's a lot of times anti-direction.
0: Yeah. Well, then. Yeah. And that's why Our Lady said it: souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. But we we saw in Akita, have bishops going after each other. We are in living in those times. So let's get to our down on our knees and get our rosaries out. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Father Charles Murr filling in for Jesse, who's traveling today. Father Murr, I have to say that uh, what's going on in the church really does hurt us lay people. And I know it hurts the priest, too. And it's when you don't see, I I mean, the title of this show is called Ambiguity Brings Dissent. And I think about what happened in Germany last week when they made their final votes and saying that, you know, we're going to have women's ordination, we're we're gonna let the you know, blessing of homosexuals and things that are just totally against the Catholic Church, and then I hear the Secretary of the State of the Vatican saying, "Hey, these guys shouldn't have done that; they were wrong." And and the Holy Father saying, "We don't need another Protestant church in Germany." You know, I I don't mean to be too critical, Father, but you know, for the last 50 I'm not 50 years, 60 years. Not I'm not even just talking about Pope Francis. I'm going back to the 60s when. Uh, ambiguity through the council and i mean you know the the reading of the council documents let people kind of say oh well this is what it means and then there was no clarification paul vi did that i am you know god bless him and even john paul ii we we need the clarity and with this ambiguity going on in germany by the church now saying they're wrong and they're going to break well wait a minute aren't we a little late i i i my question to you father murr is where were these men you know, in the last 50 years, because I don't think any of this would have gotten that far if 50, 60 years ago, the boom would have been laid down on these dissenters. Am I onto something?
1: No, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And in hindsight, we can see that. As a matter of fact, not even in hindsight, I saw it when it was happening. Tell
0: me, tell us you personally. And
1: and many of us, no, many of us did. We we couldn't believe that, that bishops... Yeah. Uh, uh, bishops all over the world, in different parts of the world, were able to get away with what they were getting away with.
0: Yeah,
1: it was incredible. Yeah, uh, we had we had in Mexico uh, a, a bishop Mendez Arceo, bishop of Guanajuato, yeah. who was an avowed communist. Yeah, and would would travel to would travel to Havana, Cuba, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to give talks. Uh, we had this one. We had that one, uh, it, and there was nothing ever done. Yeah, to these people. They were never called on the carpet. Never, you know. You know there's somebody I, I've got a different sense of father, of father, fatherhood, and of what what it is to be a father, because I had a dad who was uh, strict. Yes, I never found him. Of course, I protested at the time, especially in my teenage years. Of course, you know he was horrible. He doesn't. What was that? There was a great. There was a great line in. in uh, oh, I in, uh He
0: learned uh, so much. Yeah, when you got yeah, that yeah. was,
1: was Bing Crosby. Bing oh, that's, Crosby, one. that's Right? One. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, he said when I when I was 18 years old, my father was the stupidest man in the world. Yeah. Now that I'm, <laughs> now that I'm 32, it's surprising to see how much he's learned in all these years.
0: Amen. But, we all can relate but that, to that. But
1: but my father my father was fair, but he was strict. We didn't get away with nonsense. Right. Are you kidding me? You came home late. You were, you were there, there. you were to be. Oh, you were made responsible because. But 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 this is the role of a yeah, father.
0: Exactly.
1: It's, we don't have. We haven't had a real a real one for a long time. I'm, so that's my point, I guess.
0: Yeah, and your point is well taken. And I just want to say, Father, Merle, but we do
1: have Terry. Yeah. On the other hand, we do have a father. In heaven. Always in heaven. Absolutely. And he's spoken quite
0: clearly. And this is what I want people to really stay focused on. We can talk about these scandals in the church, but this is where I I've been telling people to go back to the fundamentals. Now, tomorrow, no, Tuesday's show, Bishop Strickland had a whole hour about the German bishops calling them out. He had written letters Mm. to them, you know, they're apostates, you've left the church, you're, you know, you cut yourself off. I get all that. But here's the question. What are we doing for Holy Mother of the Church as individuals, lay people, and religious? Are we praying for Holy Mother of the Church? Are we living out a holy life? Because I, to me, the, you know, one of the things that I have uh, feel very strong about, Father Murr, is uh, right now I tell people, work on your personal holiness. Yeah. Rather than the big picture of all the problems, your personal walk with God, your prayer life, your interior life, your sacramental life, that's what needs to be strong right now, stronger than ever, or if you are useless if you if you don't have a strong I know this is a long strong statement, but you're useless to the mystical body of Christ if you're just speaking out and saying, "Oh, this is wrong, but your prayer life isn't there, then you're gonging clang if get uh, bills i mean you're not you're not helping holy mother to church and so I tell people, focus on the domestic church, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren. Continue to inform them, evangelize them, catechize them, encourage them, pray for them. We must save our families beyond anything else. I tell dads, I did that over the weekend. That's the first order of business. And I quote Joshua 24, verse 15 in Acts 16, 31. And Father, this to me as a layman, you're a priest, as a layman, I just want to, Get my wife and kids to heaven. Now, everybody else I do too. But you know what? Last time I looked, I'm not in management. I'm in sales. So I can pray for these things. But I have to speak out as a layman because I think I'm doing them a favor when I correct, whether it's the Pope. I had to correct the Pope. What? Who are you? I I have the sense of the faithful, okay? I know the truth. And I think that the Holy Father will thank me someday for doing what I did. And the bishops who are in error... Teach them the truth. Now, this is very bold of me, Father, to say that. And, and I'm saying, well, your pride is big, Terry. No, it's I have charity for people who don't know the truth of the gospel that has been taught. We call it the perennial teachings of the church. And I, for one, want to call them back because it's an act of charity. Your thoughts? Wow. You, that's, <laughs> wow! That's That's a layman yeah. for you. I mean, call me, condemn me, but you know what? I love them enough to tell them to knock it off.
1: And you're right, and you're right too. You're absolutely right. Uh, look, you—you know—you hit on something that—that—that that, uh, that to me is becoming uh, more and more clear. What's that? And you'll have to forgive me because I—I—I I nev- I, I don't think I've seen it until recently. What's
0: that? how
1: important the family oh, is yeah.
0: the way the family goes is the way the I, I, goes. i mean yes
1: yes i would say in theory yes 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 and it's the nucleus uh, yeah. the, the nucleus of, of, of society and, and blah 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 and the family and yeah. rah 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 and i understand that but when i'm seeing the destruction of western civilization
0: before your fate huh? and
1: the underlying cause is the destruction of the family amen you know i just i just heard a statistic uh, a woman gave a conference the other day and i was listening to it do you realize that that uh, that the most Protestant of of countries denmark norway sweden uh, do you realize that that 40% of every household is single dwelling
0: yeah i did read that i did read that yes isn't that isn't that amazing and we're going in that direction also in america yes right?
1: and they and they and they also have i think i think the religious practice is somewhere between 5 and 6% yeah. in the country Minnesota. well it makes sense because the, 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 everyone is living a very selfish existence and worried about number one and there are no families yeah anyway Father, uh, yes, yes. i think i think as far as lay people are concerned yeah. what you can do is certainly pray yeah. certainly pray and that yeah. we almost do yeah. but also also get get real again about the family and it's
0: yeah. important. Yeah, I agree. Father, we're going to jump to another topic. Several French bishops are asking the Pope, I like this word, reformulate Catholic doctrine on homosexuality. You know what? Stop beating around the bush, dude. I'm sorry. To In other words, you're wanting to change what the perennial teachings of the church are on on, on, on uh, morality of sexual morality. And so I just want to ask you, Father, this has been going on not just recently, I've heard them get upset about the catechism, and I read this to Bishop Strickland. It'll be broadcast on, on Tuesday. And I said, Father, Bishop Strickland, can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask Father Murray a question, because he made a promise when he was ordained, just like the bishop did. You agree with the teachings of the church. Here it is, fifty twenty-three fifty-seven. Homosexuality refers—this is right out of the catechism—refers to the relationship between a man, between a woman— who experiences an exclusive or uh, prominent sexual attraction towards persons of the same sex. It has taken a great variety of forms through the centuries and in different cultures. Its psychological genesis remains largely unexplained, basing itself on sacred scripture, which presents homosexual acts as grave acts of depravity. Tradition has always declared homosexual acts as intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law, They close the sexual act to the gift of life. They do not proceed from a genuine, effective, and sexual complementary. Under no circumstances can they be approved. I would like to ask not only you, Father Murr, every Catholic bishop in the world, and if they answer, I don't agree, I'm going to say, as a layman, why don't you do us a favor, Father, Bishop, Cardinal, whoever you are, step down. Do you agree with that statement about homosexuality, yes or no, Father? Oh
1: absolutely. Well, there you go. And and I also and, and I also agree with with the uh, with the stepping down. I'll <laughs> tell you something else you know who and you are not going to like this at all. I
0: don't sir. mind. I I've got thinking. You know who, you know who
1: you know who I agree with on this whole matter?
0: Probably some um
1: I don't know. No people. no 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 no. Okay. The guy right behind you. Fulton, oh, Fulton Shane. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I I knew, I know you'd disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. You know what he said? Tell us. When when he he, he brought up this point he said you wonder why these these men who are bishops and priests yeah. hold these positions and don't leave. Why don't they leave?
0: Yeah, do us a favor.
1: Why don't they leave? And he said he said this, and it's absolutely correct. I've lived long enough to have been to have seen it time and time again. Because the priesthood and the, and and the the episcopate are rather comfortable little havens.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> no, why would we
1: leave we're yeah, comfortable right, they, right. They, you know what so it's not it's not only it's not only that they're being dishonest about the question they're being dishonest about their lifestyle yeah. and they're being dishonest about the life they're living at the, at the expense of the church
0: father well said and I would also add that many of them have said and I've read in books from the liberal um, just publications that if we did leave our influence would not nearly be as great. Because now we're ex-priests or we are outside the church and nobody will listen to us inside the church. So that's another reason. financial.
1: Well, no, the, the, the devil doesn't need them any longer.
0: Yeah. There, yeah it, he's there, had it
1: with them. There you he's, go. He's had it with them. Well, Give you me the new
0: ones. You just nailed it. I, I believe a lot yeah. of this is, um, you know, the effects of evil inside the church. And we knew this was coming because we had this prophesized When we come back... We're going to shift gears for a minute and have Father Charles Murray I want him to talk a little bit about his book also. I love telling about the books. Many people have told me they've read four or five of your books, Father, and they go, wow, when he hasn't. All the poor, yeah. the poor things. Poor things. But tell us about that. Then we'll talk about uh, what Biden and DeSantis are disagreeing about and much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call
1: 888-526-2151. Now, here's
0: Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Father Charles Murr filling in for Jess Romero. Father Murr, do you remember when we were kids and we played cowboys and Indians? Come on, I bet you did. Am I right? Did you play cowboys? Well, I don't know what you I don't know
1: what you played in your neighborhood in, in Minnesota. We played cowboys and native americans.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. Well, here's yeah, I get it. Well, here's the point. Of course I, I, did. I, I know Of course you did. I did. Yeah, well, that's the point I was going to. Listen. Today As a matter of
1: fact, as a matter of fact, one of the ironies was I had I had a friend who was a Chippewa Indian. Yeah. And he was always on the cowboy side. I bet. Go ahead.
0: Okay, well, here's my point. We could play cowboys and Indians. Today the kids can't for political correctness. But you know what they can play? They can play that a man can play that he's a woman when he's a man. Do you see the irony of that? What? You can't play cowboys and Indians because that's going to be offensive, but you can make believe that you, as a man or a woman. I mean, Father Murray, this kind of goes into where we're all mixed up with our sexuality. It seems to me, Father, and this is my take, is that once... Uh, the church and the sexual revolution and Hermana Vitae came out and we got rejected by the majority of the church. Once they separated the purpose of the intimacy of a man and a woman, and then they just made it recreational sex. And that it, you know we we have now a third of the people walking with STD, sexually transmitted diseases, uh, and we're spending sixteen trillion dollar no billion dollars billion, billion a year to give them medicine to take care of them so that they can continue to live. I'm bringing all this up to you because we now have the President of the United States not only killing unborn babies, he's a a baptized Catholic, but now he's saying that we need to, everywhere needs to have the little boys and girls who want to be the opposite sex of what they are that have been transitioned, and we need to pay for it, military, uh, people in the military, we should pay this for this. And then we have another Catholic, baptized Catholic, DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida. He's hitting back and saying, "No, no, no, uh, this, this isn't right." And I can show you the documentation. I just saw another article of a woman who was a big promoter, a doctor of sex transitions, and she just regretted everything she's done because, for the last, you know, five years of her profession. She just saw the the bad fruit of it and said, I repent. I'm not gonna do any more of these. This is wrong, and now the facts are out. And it seems that more of the facts, more people are coming out, Father Murr, and realizing that this is destroying people's lives. And and it seems that it's not that clear where the church is standing on it and saying, No, we can't be doing this. This is offensive not only to God, but it also, you know, the nature of man is being mutilated. This is offensive to what the commandments have when we talk about the dignity of the human person. Your thoughts? Uh,
1: I, I agree and I slightly disagree. Good. Here's where, here's, where I, here's where I disagree. The church is not ambiguous on any of these questions.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's right the there. Teaching, the teaching is it's, there. It's right there in
1: it's, Scripture. It's, it's there. It's a, you know who's ambiguous? churchmen.
0: I'm going to say administrators. Sorry. Did I say that? Churchmen. Yeah. Churchmen. Yep.
1: That's, that's, who, that's that. Those are, those, those are the culprits. Yeah. Not the teaching of the church because yeah, really the teaching clear. of the church is very clear. And I've got another surprise for you. Yeah. It's on un, it's unchangeable. Yeah. It's that's, not it's, going to change. Object, it's not going to change. Objectively. And they can scream and they can have synods and they can have synods, studying synods and another more meeting. It doesn't matter. Yeah. These things are not going to change. And when they do, those who decide that they have changed will be out of the Catholic Church.
0: And you know it's, what? It's that simple. And, and thank you for simplifying because that's exactly where we're at now, Father Murr. I I know you don't. Uh, you, I mean, I I always ask you to talk a little bit about your books, and I'll tell you why. Many people have been telling me they get a lot out of your books, um, especially your latest book regarding Freemasonry and Cardinal Gagnon and your relationship with him. Just in a few minutes. Can you tell people a little about, a bit about some of the books you've published and how people can get them?
1: Well, first of all, you can go you can go on to my website if you want, which is www.charlesmer.com. Yep. right? Uh, you can order them there or you can on, online, you can get them. Good. Uh, there's a, there's another book that's out, uh, which now just being translated into Arabic. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Called, it's, it. The the name of the book is The Syrian and it's a true story. I wrote a book. I wrote the last book that I wrote was The, the, the Murder in the 33rd Degree, yeah. which has to do with the Freemasons That's right. in the Catholic Church. I've got to tell you something else, too, uh, Terry, yeah. that I was very happy. Just a, a couple of weeks ago, I heard from Dr. Robert Di Mattei. Oh, yeah. Very, very famous journalist, oh, well, Italian, and, and professor. Yeah. Brilliant man.
0: Yeah, he, good news. He
1: wrote, he wrote Offering. I didn't ask him. He offered... To rewrite the introduction to my book because he said everything you're writing, I happen to know from Cardinal Gagnon and from Doc Monsignor Mario oh, Marini the same thing. I love. And it. I want people to know that that somebody backing you up. This is a true story. I, I said it. you've got to be kidding. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: great. Yeah. Thank you but for doing that. There was a part. There was a part of that book. Yes. You know when you're writing, you it's. It, it's like me talking. Mm-hmm. I can go off on tangents easily. Mm-hmm. Me too. And you need somebody you need somebody with a with a fly a, a fly fisherman to, to kind of reel you in, you know? Yep. Well, I did. I had I had a I have a great editor. Great editor. And uh he took a whole portion of that story out. Hmm. And I made an I made another book into it Good. before, right? Good. And that book is called The Syrian. Mm-hmm. And the, those people who have read my books will will remember there's a great character in the book by the name of Archbishop Capucci, a Syrian, a Syrian, the uh, Syrian Archbishop of, of uh, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. who is who was put in prison by the Israelis for smuggling arms to the PLO.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep.
1: I'm telling you, this world. <laughs> yeah. you don't have to make up anything any longer.
0: <laughs> no, that's right. Because when, it's, it's, when they say fiction is fact now, I mean, think they, uh, they, they How could that be? Well, it's it, it happens. It defies
1: all reality, and, but and I, anyway, yeah. and that the book the Syrian is, is on that, and and we're just getting ready to uh, to launch it in uh, 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 Saudi Arabia. Wow, a places. Wow, So wow. it's so it's it, it's good. So. And anyway, the, those are those are great, those are those are great things. But I've got I've got to get back onto this. Yeah. Just one other thing I want to make a mention before yeah. we go on to anything else, Terry. Sure. Hit me, hit we me. have a, the real the the problem today yeah. is yeah. not just a problem with the church. That's bad enough. Yeah. That's bad enough. Sure. The problem with the church is a scandal because the church should be speaking clearly. Yeah. The church is not speaking clearly. That's a scandal. But the real scandal and the real problem is with the world. Yeah, it really is. It's with the world. And the problem is that the world, remember G.K. Chesterton said, when a man stops believing in God, it's not that he stopped believing in God. It's that now he's open to believing anything.
0: Anything, exactly.
1: Anything. Well said. And this is what we've got people believing yeah. today. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah.
1: don't know whether they, they believe in crystals and in, in magic potions, in Kabbalah, Kabbalah this that, and the other. But I'm going to tell you one thing. And I'm gonna use this word. We have left behind reality. Yeah. And we have sunk into unreality.
0: Yes. The, the
1: unreal, what yeah. is not real is real to us. Yes. Because we've walked away from reality. Right. So now yeah. we've got men who want to be women, women who want to be men. Terry, Terry, listen to this. Well, I almost I I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Yeah. Last week, I'm reading this, the the German bishops, you know, when you hear German bishops, oh, you're thinking, these yeah. have got to be really brilliant men. They're Germans, you know, yeah. the German, uh, the it, German uh, intellect, the German fort, uh, strength. and everything. Yeah. Well, they decided, they got so crazy with this whole thing. They said that here, here's to the degree to which we we, we believe in sex changes. Yeah. Which which are impossible? There is no such thing. Right. They can be. They're called mutilation. Exactly. Because well, you do not stop being a man, or you don't no, stop being a DNA's woman. Right? Same.
0: Yeah. However, here's
1: what the, here to this degree, Terry, listen to this. I'm listening. A woman who consider who identifies as a man should be permitted to enter into a seminary, unbelievable. Study theology. And be ordained a priest.
0: Yeah, they're nuts.
1: A man, a man who identifies as a woman, should now be able to enter a convent and become a nun. Yeah. Are they? Excuse me. Are they insane? Yes, that's a good word. The answer is yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes, they are. Yes, they are.
0: Well, it's this, my this, yeah. But this is. Do you, do, you, do you hear this? Yeah, it's my truth, your truth, whatever I decide. Hey, didn't you know, Father? You've met me. I'm six foot eight, right? No, I'm five. That's right. I'm That's five. right. No, I'm yes. not six foot eight because I said it. You see, this is the world we're living in. La La Land. I know that sounds kind of funny, but... Terry,
1: Terry, your your height is nothing compared to, to my Goldilocks.
0: <laughs> That's funny. If you're watching that, you know what it is? We both have the same barber. We're both bald-headed. We both have the
1: same barber. That's right.
0: Yeah. Father Murr, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Could you give us your priestly blessing before we say a little prayer of... Uh, but we always pray.
1: absolutely, absolutely dominus vobiscum et spiritu tuo benediccio Dei spiritu sanctus. super os et manet semper. Amen.
0: Thank you so much. And Father Murr, you know, I ask Jesse Romero the question every day, and it's really so important not what state we should be, you know, what state should we be living, not Arizona, not California. Uh, Father Murr, what state should we be living in?
1: Well. Minnesota, of course.
0: Ah, I knew (laughs) he said that, coming from Minnesota. The (laughs)
1: state of grace, the state of grace by all means. No matter what other state you're in, you should be in the state of grace. Yeah,
0: and you know, this is Lent. We're halfway through Lent. And I think of this in the sense that what can we do to make sacrifices for the salvation of souls? Well, Bishop Sheen said, make everything a sacrifice. He said, every action is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. Remember, Our Lady of Fatima said this. She said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. That means my little grandson, who's three years old, I'm teaching him to make sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Why? Because his prayers are efficacious as much as yours, Father Murr. We're all in it together. Right? Right? All right, folks. Couldn't
1: agree more. Yeah, now we agree more.
0: Yeah, this is why we need to teach our kids the fundamentals of the faith, because they're going to feel like they can do something. What can they do? Their prayers, their actions, are have infinite value when we unite them with the sufferings and death of Jesus Christ. That's what the mass is—a reenactment of Calvary. Let's get the mass. Get your, get your visits to the Blessed Sacrament. Get your rosary out. Make reparations for the sacrileges that are going on in the world. And I'm sorry to have to say this, even in our church. But don't be disappointed, because we know we win. And don't forget, life is short, yep. and eternity is forever. So let's fight the good fight and not complain about it. Let's step it up our prayer life right now, halfway through Lent. I know I'm going to do my best, and I'm asking you to do your best Whether you're 104 years old or uh, four years old, we all have the same response, prayer. God bless you and your family.